Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back in New Jersey. I had fun in Scotland, sure. Fun enough place to go hang out for a while, do some shows, but... Oh man, did I feel my strength return when those wheels touched down at Newark Airport. Oh, good God. Did I feel my vitality spring back to life as people were honking at me on the highways on my way home. It was, uh... Feels good. Feels good to be back. And as you'll hear, this this episode is kind of a celebration of that. Before I describe it, I just want to say thanks to everybody who signed up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. We're not in this for the money, and we barely make any money on this thing. We make just about enough to justify the time we put into it. And the reason for that is because so many of you out there have said, hell yeah, I like this thing, and I'll get on board over that Patreon. I'll throw them a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, get some extra stuff. If they want to throw more stuff at the wall, I'm happy to go ahead and have stuff thrown at my wall. Thanks to everybody who signed up. Really, sincerely, means a lot. Now, as you'll hear, I hit the ground running. I got back to Jersey. I said, it's almost the end of the summer. I, I was solo parenting for a week while my wife took a well-deserved vacation. I said, I'm going to take this boy on some New Jersey adventures. And now two of those adventures, we're putting them head to head. It's a New Jersey classic dessert battle. We're talking Holston's versus DeCosmos. We break it down, figure it out. You can hear, you can hear my wife in the background, I think, yelling at my young, beautiful son about something. The Prince of New Jersey being scalded about watching too much Paw Patrol. Anyway, enjoy this battle of two New Jersey dessert classics, everybody. There must be something in the water in West Orange. I preach such avant-garde kids are gonna start shit. In parks where we spit arson as sparks flips Essex County, America's armpit Carnival Oh boy, that flea market I bought a crossbow there And I imagine it was sort of a Two Roman legions charging at each other uh, Intertown fighting Some people have been there in the middle of the night To whip pumas with belts The last time I got in a fist fight I threw a carton of Clinton's orange at a man's face I'm gonna take it to this terrible crime-ridden city And then I'm gonna pull my pants what? down on it No, I've never had a hoogie in my life or a grinder. This is like a weird vortex that doesn't apply to the laws of time and space. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. This specifically is an assembling of the Wotown gang. If you've been following New Jersey is the world, you know that this is the show where three friends who grew up together in West Orange spent some time at Rutgers together. What they do is they hang out in their 40s and they reminisce about how fun life was in their teens and 20s, by and large. Mike D, how you doing tonight? I'm excited to be back with, with this crew. It's been, I mean, I've seen all of you in person a few times, but it's been a couple of weeks since we've done like an official Wotown in our comfortable environment. So I'm very, very psyched to be back. <laughs> Nikki Bonaduce, as always, how are you? Always good to be back. Yeah, it's a rainy Tuesday after the holiday and uh, it's taking it easy. Just want to let everybody know who uh, listening out there. Um, I am currently on duty for the volunteer ambulance squad. This is true. <laughs> so if you hear the loud blaring of a pager and then the episode abruptly ends, understand that it's a gift to you, the people of Morris County, New Jersey, as it means I am personally sprinting to an ambulance to come to somebody's aid, which has been a very hilarious development in my life, but also quite rewarding. Do you think you have to tell people that it's actually not a bit? 
Like it's really not. It's like the people who know me well enough as a comedian understand that I do historically just sign up to do unusual things. So I think people, I think people understand that it's not a bit, but I, they also, I think I can see in people's eyes, I tell them I'm doing this and I can see in their eyes that they're like, why, like, why did you sign up for that? And I don't really know how to explain. You're glutton for punishment. I don't know. I like it. You're good. Being a good Samaritan, being a good, uh, good citizen in your community. It gives me something to do on Tuesday nights. There you go. You know, it gives me a thing to do and I get to help people along the way. And I get to ride around in the ambulance. I get to turn the lights on, turn the sirens on, talk to County on the radio. It's a fun thing. Ooh. It's a fun thing. We should do a whole episode about it. Maybe I'll take you guys on a tour. I'll go on a tour. Of sure. the ambulance. Ooh, I'd love that. This is where we keep the gauze. This is where we use the bag that you pick up the <laughs> decapitated hat head with. Shockingly close to what the tour would really well, be. I'm figuring in tonight's the kind of night that if there's going to be some sort of um, accident say on the road because it's wet out. Well, it is. I've been driving Listen, all afternoon. It's been terrible. So I will say I've had some. I've had some calls that were nothing. I've had some calls that were intense. One thing I'll say is I'm dreading Route 287 does go through my town, so there there is sometimes calls come through of accidents on 287, and that I do not want to be driving an ambulance in the rain on 287 to an accident scene. So I hope you haven't cursed me, Nikki Bonaduce. Got all that good extra weight in the back of that ambulance. You can it's holding you down. Oh, good God. Okay. You actually had the chains just in case you run through like power lines. So you step out of the vehicle, you don't get electrocuted. <laughs> right? They teach you all that stuff when you're driving the rig? Vaguely. Vaguely. A lot of it's learning by uh, trial and error. But it's not an ambulance-themed episode tonight, everybody. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on to this topic, although clearly we could talk about this for an hour. Um, I told Mike, Mike D and Bonaduce and I, we were all texting earlier past couple of days. Hey, who's got a show topic? I said, I got one. I don't want you guys to know about it first. It's one of these ones that I think needs a little bit of an element of surprise. And now it's not a big deal and it's not hard to sort out, but I think it really is predicated on you guys not thinking about this beforehand so we can get your very honest reactions. So Perfect. I'm prepared then. Yes. yes we're bringing it down <laughs> to your level, Nick. Nobody do any research or read anything beforehand. The Bonaduce way. I might not survive the no planning episode. <laughs> it's, oh yeah. Oh, Mike D, a guy who'd rather look through 565 town seals in preparation for an episode than do anything off the cuff. I, I do have the recently purchased dictionary of obscure sorrows on my desk, just in case we need to know about anything sad. <laughs> Here's what I love knowing is that there's at least one or two people in the comments that are on Patreon who are going to be like, I've also read that dark dictionary cover. There's like a weird, there's the Mike D genre. There is a type of New Jersey hip nerd that Mike D you are cut. You are like the prototype of, and it's always Jody Bergen County and one other person who comes through as like, I also own the dictionary of sorrows. It's always, and then it's always, anyway, sweet and simple episode. Who knows what it's going to lead to at the very least, some descriptions of some, uh, some things our listeners are going to like hearing. And then also maybe some debate, who knows? Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you might know that I was in Scotland for a month. It led to some episodes that were unusual, a little shorter than, than usual. Now we're back on the horse, right? We're doing a full one. But when I got back to New Jersey, I wanted to do some Jersey shit, man. I missed all of August in New Jersey. This is like prime time. Now, I, I missed a lot of days that were like 99 degrees. So I was, you know, a little happy about that. But also, we all know summer is fun in New Jersey. I came back 
my wife stayed in Europe for a little vacation, a little break. She's still there. She took an extra week, said, I'm going to go meet a friend, go to Portugal. I said, that's awesome. It's the longest she's been away from the kid. Longest I've ever been just solo parenting the kid. I said, I want to bring this kid to do some real deal Jersey stuff in this little window where it's just he and I. So I've done two things in the last week that are absolutely classics. I want to break down what they are. And then I'm hoping that Mike D and Bonaduce, you can sit here and help me. I almost want to say litigate these things. So maybe we can isolate between these two absolute powerhouse experiences, figure out which was the more Jersey experience that I had with my son, Cal. Sound good? I'm in. I'm very, very in. It's a head-to-head <laughs> battle between two places. Um, just two? Just two places, head-to-head. Are they both in North Jersey? Or are you going to get buzzed on this or what? It is, I mean, South Jersey people will be mad. I mean, I can't throw a three-year-old in the car and drive two and a half hours down to Cumberland County. So, Just not committed. Who knows? Maybe this will go so well that it'll become a running, uh, running episode type on the show. of two similar experiences and we put them head to head, see which one comes out more Jersey. It's summer. I got the three-year-old. This kid's got a sweet tooth, okay? His mom and his dad both have a sweet tooth. This is a New Jersey head-to-head dessert battle because in the last week, I took my son to Elizabeth, New Jersey, and both he and I, for the first time, went to a place called De Cosmos, Italian ice. And then uh, yesterday, followed that up, went to a place that I haven't been in in well over 30 years and that he's never been. We had our first ever experience taking my son to the legendary Holstons oh, wow. in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Oh, I mean, these are two North Jersey dessert, I mean, absolute apex predators, right? Institutions, I would say, actually. Yeah, no question. I want to break down what the experiences were like. And like I said, this is why I need your guys' honest reactions, because if you guys have any questions, any further things to suss out about what I liked or didn't like, we're going to figure it out on our feet and see where we land on this. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, De Cosmos is an Italian ice shack. That's the only way to describe it. It's in Elizabeth, Peterstown, which I've researched. This is formerly the, the uh, thriving Italian-American section. I mean, you park down the block from De Cosmos, and there's an abandoned building at the end of this dead-end block. And, and the, the, it's like this weird little, um, it almost looks like a hangar, like a little mini airplane hangar. And it says, Peterstown bocce club on it. There's an abandoned bocce ball club at the end of the block. Like that's telling you a lot about this neighborhood. I uh, walked around Elizabeth with Cal. We had some time to kill before Tecosma opens. I took him to a park on sixth street. And then we went, we got some lunch, including a cup of potatoes from Tommy's Italian sausage and hot dogs, which is on the same block as Jerry's Frankfurters. There's a hot dog battle being waged right there in Elizabeth. Wow. We're already talking about an extremely Jersey experience Two warring hot dogs, places on the same block. Took him to DeCosmos. For anybody who hasn't been, Mike D, I know you've been to the one in Metuchen. I have uh, many, many times. We're lining up an interview with the family. Mike D's working on that. We are. I'm looking forward to that. I have to say, I've been hearing about DeCosmos for a while. I was most intrigued when Pete Genovese put out his list and he listed the best thing about Elizabeth as DeCosmos. Now I was shocked because I've been to Santillo's Pizza. And that is an extremely special experience. I mean, Al Santillo is a pizza madman. You go into the side door of this house, he's cooking pizzas in this oven. 
they're named after different years and he, he 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 cooks to what was popular in in the world of pizza in that year like this is a truly unique and special experience so when he put to cosmos over elizabeth over uh, santillas i was able to say to him I'm shocked. I figured if Elizabeth was a food thing, it had to be said. Tell us, he goes, that tells me right away you've never been to DeCosmos. Now I went, this place has been around 107 years. It's a, a legit shack. Like the house is not, it's a little tiny house on a corner. It's not much taller than I am. It's got the colors of the Italian flag outside. And there's a little old couple sitting outside on these lawn chairs underneath like an um, umbrella. Already I'm walking up, I'm going, this is perfect. The only flavor they had out when I walked up was coconut. Now, Mike D, you can vouch for me because you've had it at the Matachin Outpost. This is not Italian ice. If, if you haven't had to Cosmo's Italian ice, I would, I would argue even high-end Italian ice, your Rita's whatever, you know, these chains that try to elevate it a little bit. That's not Italian ice. Rita's is not but Italian But it's not ice. like the yes. thing where you get it out of the supermarket and you're scraping a, a, a rock-hard brick with the little wooden stick. No. Those were fun as a kid. Rita's is trying to bring it a step up with that. The Cosmos is like a soft-serve ice cream level consistency. The little old lady who sat out front, she was so nice. She immediately started telling me how Cal was cute and asking us uh, how we found the place. She comes, she, there's like a keg with ice in it and another little keg in the middle. She cracks it open scoops this thing out and I mean it's like soft serve ice cream and we start eating it I'm sitting here going I've never had real Italian ice in my life up until this moment oh, man. it was a completely insane experience Ugh. we're standing there I was a little bummed that they only had coconut I heard that the breakdown at, at least at the Elizabeth place that I've read about is there's always lemon at some point in the day and then whatever other flavors they got she goes oh if you guys are hanging out like 10 more minutes the peach is coming out Nikki Bonaduce, Mike T. I'll tell you, I ate my coconut so fast, but Cal, he's a little kid. Takes him forever to eat. I'm sitting here in my head. I'm going, take your time, kid. Take <laughs> your <a> peach. <laughs> Finally, the, the guy from the couple, he gets out of his lawn chair. He goes inside. He drags out another keg. They put up, it, it's the best, Nick. Next to the door, there's like a vertical stick. And then they have these things that stick on it. So coconut was up there horizontal. And they just, at that point, the keg comes out and they put up peach right there. Like by hand next <laughs> They're not behind a counter or anything. Keep in mind, they're just standing on the sidewalk with you, scooping this stuff out. You guys, this peach comes out. My jaw dropped. It made the coconut look like dog shit. And the coconut had already made me realize that I had never tasted actual Italian ice. My gosh. This peach was not just peach flavored. It was like, you know how sometimes you go to a supermarket, you get the peaches and it's like the peach fuzz and the skin and then barely any flavor. And it's all kind of like meaty in there. Right. But then sometimes you're driving by a farm stand and that peach, you feel like you could have just like, like just scooped it with a spoon and eating it. You know what I mean? That really like you got yeah, it absolutely. just at the right time of ripeness from a farm stand where they picked it like 30 yards away from your body. When I tell you that this was that flavored peach, I'm not exaggerating one bit. I just stood there on this blazing hot corner in Elizabeth. And I was like, I cannot wait to talk about this with the fellas. Cause this place has been around 107 years. There's a for sale sign next to the shack. <laughs> They're selling the, the spot. We looked it up. Mike D was like, we should just buy it yeah. and turn it into our podcasting <laughs> studio. 
We looked it up. Unfortunately, it's selling for close to a million dollars because it's a four-bedroom home that you also have to buy as part of this. A little bit beyond our price range. We only have 480 patrons, okay, on, on our Patreon. <laughs> Can't exactly afford a million-dollar real estate purchase. So if, if everybody kicks in 20 grand, we're good. <laughs> and look, this this family, they told me that their daughter runs the spot in Matuchin that Mike's been to. Their other daughter apparently has been doing some pop-ups in Asbury Park. So like the product will live on. But I'm telling you, it's been around 107 years. The lady told me she thinks they're going to stay until uh, about mid-October this year. Usually they stay open until wow. like the middle of October. And she said, once the building sells, we're done here. But she would seem very at peace with it because her daughters are going to keep the product going. It's just not going to be in the middle of Peterstown in Elizabeth anymore. But I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast and you've never been to this place. I've never been to this place. And I'm on this podcast. Nick, <laughs> you got to get there. You got, I mean, right, it, it well. really is. It was a, it was the type of experience where I go, this place has been open for 107 years. And I bet that every other place cut from this cloth closed about 40 or 50 years ago. Honestly, that's what I was just going to say is like, so like, I, I don't really like sweets with few exceptions. I don't really like dessert, but the one thing that I love and have loved my entire life is Italian ice. Like I love Italian ice. And when I grew up, I, and Nick and I went there many times together to Jackie's Lemon Ice, and which was I, it was like right near Branchbrook Park, right on like the corner there, border uh, of like Belleville, Belleville Avenue, uh, yeah, North Newark. Um, and it's and sadly it was like I think it closed in maybe like 2017, 2018, um, and turned into a, a Rita's Water Ice, which is a disgrace. But the thing is, there's really no place to get actual Italian ice anymore. The Cosmo might be like the last holdout. Like there used to be a bunch like, you know, like Tingling in Newark and Jackie's, but all those places are gone. And I think a lot, like when somebody goes to a Rita's and thinks that they're getting Italian ice, it bears little to no resemblance to what you would get at like a De Cosmo or a Jackie or a place like that. It's just a completely different product. And even like, you know, when you get <clears throat> Marino's is the one like you buy at the grocery store or in like the bodega freezer. It's in like the little yellow and green cup and you get the wooden stick. Again, like those are good, but not really Italian ice. Like it's it's almost just like sherbet without milk. You know, again, I like those Marino's like I'll grab myself one. No problem. But I just don't think most people have experienced Italian ice. Those Marino's we all grow up on and we all like them in the schoolyard or, you know, after a soccer game. So Rita's feel, if that's all you've had, Rita's feels like, oh, this is like a classy gourmet version. No, this Italian ice from the Cosmos and Mike D, I, I wonder if Jackie's was the same way. It, it, like, not only is it not something you would scrape with that little wooden stick, it, it's creamy, but it's not a product that contains cream. It's water and fruit and sugar, but it's creamy. I've never had anything like it. And I mean, I'm standing there on this corner in Elizabeth and there's, as we walk up, there's this group, real well-dressed people. Turns out they're Jehovah's Witnesses. They're all going hard on the Italian ice. And then they leave and we order, we're eating the coconut. And then the one teenage kid comes back and he starts giving pamphlets to the couple as they sit there and they're like, listen, yeah, we'll take it. We'll read it. Thanks. Yeah, we'll read it. Like, <laughs> Hey, we got to check on the peach. Thank you so much. I'm like, this is an amazing experience. And then the other group that walks up is an entire construction crew that walks up and like in safety gear 
clearly coming on their job on their lunch break from the job site and like ran over there. Clearly it's like, if you're working in Elizabeth or anywhere nearby, these guys know we got to get the fuck over there right now before the line's too long. As they walk up, the one guy's like, Hey, what's with the for sale sign? She's like, Hey, you got the money. You want to keep it going? You keep it going. Like right away, this repartee, this back and forth, total, total Jersey right there. But it was like creamy. It was like creamy and smooth. It was perfect. There's a reason for that creaminess, which is like, okay, take like, not that I'm like a dessert engineer, but I know a little about Italian ice. When the Italian ice is made more like they make ice cream in the sense that they don't just add flavor to the ice. They actually whip it the same way that they make ice cream. And it's that whipping that like, you know, gives it that creamy texture versus something the air, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, puts the air in it. That's versus something that's just like Arita's, which is just like almost more like a snow cone to me. It's that whipping or like, it's different than yum yum, right? Where yum yum is like denser because it has milk in it. It was incredible. And I felt lucky to have been a part of it. And again, it, this might be the last year. So don't make the same mistake. The idea that I'm 42 years old and this place has existed for all 42 of those years. And I just went there the first time makes me fucking furious. All your parents fault. I'm shocked that we never went to Jackie's. Well, Jackie's we used to go to when, cause I used to go start going down there with, uh, to go see your grandmother and stuff. But yeah, I'm a big Italian. I grew up with Italian ice and then I got sucked into Polish water ice down here. So I should, <laughs> you know me, I always like the cheaper sugar version, but I do appreciate the real, like real lemon ice, but I think it's more that I can't get the real thing too often anymore. So I settle for the bottom rung. Shall we talk Holston so we can let the dissection begin? Go ahead because I'm going to be shunned from that place after this. Wow. Okay. No, not shunned. That's still see. We'll get to it. Let me just, I'll try to explain with the same sort of um, aiming for the same length that I put into the description of the Tecosmos experience. And the same level of detail. Holston's, a lot of people know the last scene of The Sopranos shot there. Um, it's in Bloomfield, right there on Broad Street. And it was ranked number one. Peter Genovese, Jeremy Schneider made their list of the best ice cream places in New Jersey. There were, I think, 68, 65 places on the list, something like that. Holston's, number one. I went, I went with my son, our friends Keith and Bethany, and their three kids. And uh, I tell you, you walk in. And here's the first thing I immediately thought of was like, um, first of all, they have some Sopranos stuff. They have like a t-shirt that references the Sopranos for sale. They still have the booth set up with the, with the jukebox, the prop jukebox and stuff. But I got to give them credit. They're not leaning too hard into the Sopranos thing. Like it's not, they're not trying to make it like the Sopranos, uh, stop on the Sopranos bus tour. Like it's still Holston's. I, like I said, I remember going there once, about 30 something years ago, I was on the Edison middle school academic quiz team and we used to play other Essex County towns and we beat Bloomfield and we went to Holston's afterwards. <laughs> and I remember going there then and being like, this place is awesome. Old school candy counter, old school, you know, counter setup with the round, uh, the round stools right there that spin. And then in the back, all the booths. And you know what I immediately thought of? It brought me back to this sense memory of when my mom used to take me to eat at the Woolworths counter. You walk into that, I was like, oh, 
there is like a certain era that I think a lot of us of a certain age, like we're at the tail end of having seen that like luncheonette diner counter, you know, like deli counter soda fountain vibe. Like we saw the last dying days of those. And I go, oh, it just never died here. It never died here. Wood panel everywhere. It's like dark, but the lighting is soft. The candies are homemade and they're on that booth. They're right at the eye level where the kids can like smash their faces up against it. So right away, sensory wise, I'm going like there, there are places this, this vibe has been dead and gone by and large for so long. There's places like Johnny Rockets that exist on trying to sell you the nostalgia of, of this. And this is the real version of it. And that's not to say this resembles a Johnny Rockets in any way. That's like the hard rock cafe version of what this is trying to be. But just think there's nostalgia for this to the point that there's a popular chain restaurant trying to be this and capture this. And they never could. We go, we sit in the back. I tell them I got seven people total, four kids. They go, okay, you go in the back. We got the whole back area. <laughs> it's us, mostly elderly people on a Monday afternoon. We went on Labor Day and uh, kids rampaging around. A guy comes up and tells us, your kids are so cute. I'm about to have my first great grandkid, just some local guy. I'm like, this is the best. Just a place where conversation still happens. We order classics. Bethany orders a turkey club. I order grilled cheese. The kids, uh, Cal gets a grilled cheese. Two of their kids get straight up hot dogs and French fries. I'm like, this is a restaurant where you sit down, you order a hot dog and French fries, and then it comes with a scoop of ice cream at the end. I look at the drinks menu, right? And it says soft drinks, you know, your Coke, your Diet Coke, and then it has something called a cherry smash. I'm like, I'm not even asking what that is. I'll take the cherry <laughs> okay. smash. It's uh, it's seltzer with cherry syrup and a couple mar three or four maraschinos floating in there. I'm drinking. I'm like, this is the best. I got their own weird drink, and then I gotta say, all the kids' meals came with a dish of ice cream, and I ordered a sundae at the end. They had a uh, vanilla peanut butter cup flavor. I ordered that with some hot fudge, whipped cream, and cherry. Bethany got the duster sundae, which was a like a chocolate sundae dusted down with like the malted powder. I'm telling you, I think when we went through that ice cream list, I think I've eaten at more of the ice cream places than anyone else in New Jersey is the world. I've realized I have a little bit of a problem with my sweet tooth and it's no joke. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, is there an argument that this is number one? There's always going to be arguing, but am I going to be mad at anybody who wants to stand by this being the number one ice cream place? It was incredible. Vibe wise, it was incredible. The idea that I'm sitting here in 2022 eating a grilled cheese sandwich at, at, at this place that still has its luncheonette counter, that ice cream is creamy, well-made, well-delivered. They didn't care that the kids were running around. Like Everybody in there got it. There's no need being grumpy. My, my, uh, my, my friends, their oldest kid is five. They got a five-year-old, a two-year-old. I got a three-and-a-half-year-old. They're running around looking at the candy counter, looking at all the stuffed animals for sale up on the wall. It's like, this is the best. This is bringing me back. There used to be a place on Main Street in West Orange called Farrell's. Now, it was nowhere near as good as this, but that idea that you could just wander in and sit there and order something and they griddle it up right there. It was the vibe where I go, I, I really thought this was dead and gone and it's not. And then I'm sitting here in the back of my head going, brace yourself for it to be all pictures of Gandolfini and trying to bank on that. It wasn't. They're legit. They're still the real deal and they're still owning it. And man, it was another one that both the product blew me away, 
the vibe blew me away. And that old school feel of like, oh, in a week I've gone to two places that have somehow survived what so many other places cut from these claws could not survive and did not survive. And we've got a real debate on our hands tonight, gentlemen. Now, Nick, I want to know, you said that you're going to get banned from Holston's. No, I won't get banned from, I, I get the whole, I love it. And I think it's a great like local place that has, you know, uh, you know, better recognition now because of Sopranos and stuff like that. And Mike's, Mike's, I know Mike's line in this is that, and this is the same thing I always thought, like I would never go there for food. And the only time I ever went there for food was the one time after the Sopranos episode. And I used to go there for ice cream when I lived in Belleville or whatever, if we were eating in the area. Um, and I like, I enjoyed the ambiance cause I like those kind of places, but it, I did like, I'm never like, I've never taken it back so much like as other people are by it. And like, I'm, I am shocked by this. Yeah. I mean, and I like all kinds of ice cream. Don't be wrong. I get soft serve. I stop at little stands wherever I'm driving across New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. And I appreciate the, the down home thing. And that's great. Like if they make their hot dogs, right. I'd probably go there and eat one too. But, um, I, I've just never been knocked like off my socks by like Holston's. I think it's just the experience of going there and it's like, Oh Yeah. I've been to Holston's and the ice cream is like good and that's it. But I, I, the last time I was there, I don't remember being the candy counter being as robust as you're describing it. That's why I'm like having a, it kind of was like not really happening. You know what I mean? Mike D your thoughts on Holston's now that Nick has presented himself as a major detractor to the Holston's hype. This I'm, is so I'm not trying this to be a huge. jerk at all. No, you're not being a jerk. You're being honest, but this is huge news. I, I just, I don't think it's, yeah, I think it's great for what First it is. Shot fired. I think it's First great. shot fired. It's a neighborhood place. Not blown yeah. away by Holston's. Okay. Mike D your thoughts. So my, my experience at, as a kid, Holston's was a regular, like almost weekly stop for me because we lived right there. And my parents would take me there. My uncle would take me there. I was actually, this is funny. I was talking to my uncle about Holston's last weekend and like he's taking his kids there. And I mean, I'm, I've probably gone there 150 times in my life. I've never once had food there. <laughs> I have had, I've had ice cream there 150 times. I have begged for penny candy and <laughs> Bought there. I've bought penny candy and done awful things with it and been punished <laughs> from a penny candy at Holston's um, before, but I've never had the food. One time, uh, my brother and I were there with, uh, with my cousin and, and my aunt, and uh, they used to sell these very, very cartoonishly long, hollow licorice whips that were like six feet long. So we we all bought them and we get in the car and we're in the back, back of the station wagon, you know, cause nobody wore seatbelts in the eighties. I don't even think cars came with seatbelts and we all decided no, it cost extra. No, yeah. Nobody needs seatbelts. So we, we decided we would all bite the end off the licorice whip and we each put one in our ear and the other in the other person's mouth. And we're trying to use them ah. as walkie talkies <laughs> in the car. And by the time we got out of the car, like so much of the licorice had like <laughs> melted that all of us had like, melted, crusted, red licorice all over our ears and mouths. And like our parents were furious because I guess it, I I've never had to do this, but I guess it's hard to clean melted licorice out of like a four-year-old's ear. And so I think that was like one of my formative Holston's experience was like get, being so happy to get candy, abusing that candy. And then I guess getting like a semi-beating from from the, what, what we did in the car with and look, it. I want, I want to be clear, just because I got lunch there, grilled cheese and fries, 
I don't think Holston's is about that. Holston's is about the ice cream. I did like it brought all I can remember it, when I was real young, it brought me back to that Woolworth's soda fountain counter. Yeah. That feeling. So it's like that whole friendlies dynamic. You know what I mean? A little bit. They're still trying to cash in on that yes. food, ice cream, town kind of store kind of vibe there. You know, like the soda, the soda shop, you know? So Mike, you've got real in your family nostalgia for this was like a part of the rhythm of your growing up was Holston's. Oh, this was like, if, if there was any reason to like, so, I mean, the, the regular rotation was like Jackie lemon ice, magic fountain, Applegate. And then if it was something more on the special side or we had more time, we would go to Holston's. But I mean, so, so often that was like, Growing up, that was the gold standard of North Jersey ice cream places. No question. Holston's was the place. But I'll be honest to God, when I saw the Sopranos finale, whenever it came out, and they went in there and ordered onion rings, I think I literally turned to the person I was with at the time. (laughs) And I was like, Holston's doesn't sell food. They're making that shit up. That was my immediate reaction because I'd been there so many times and did not even realize you could order a grilled cheese or onion rings. And whatever you do, don't go there and order the onion rings because they're just terrible. They're not. And I don't think, I don't think Holston's even hides that. Like I've read articles. No, I don't think so either. Jeremy Schneider actually just wrote, he, he wrote this great series in the ledger that was about different restaurants basically where crime is tied to the restaurant, whether there was a mob hit there or the <laughs> diner where they found the body in the trunk of, in the car that had been parked there for a week and awesome. all this stuff. And they ended with Holston's and, uh, you know, they were, he, he had a lot of funny lines about the idea that Tony goes, Oh, the best onion rings in the state. He's like, no one's ever said that. Not even Holston's <laughs> today. They're confused that David Chase shouted out their onion rings. So nobody's there. I mean, look, this is a dessert battle. I, I almost feel bad. Like I've leaned too much on what I ate before the dessert. The ice cream sundae I had at Holston's was fucking delicious. It was this vanilla peanut butter cup ice cream with hot fudge. They put, you know what they did with the classy thing? It was that sundae cup, that tall sundae cup. Oh yeah. Hot fudge at the bottom before everything else goes in. Yeah, you got and it. And then another layer in the middle and then at top. You get the streaks. Yes. Get the streaks. Exactly. The whipped cream, the maraschino cherry. Cal stole my maraschino cherry. Look, I love being a dad. This little, I'm like, what am I going to do? Say no to the kid? It's where you draw the line. This hat, that's how kids lose fingers. I was so mad at him. I was so mad. <laughs> that cherry back. I was All I wanted was that cherry. He was like, daddy, can I have the cherry? I'm like, what am I going to do? Say no to my son? What am I, a monster? Some lunatic asshole sociopath? He's going to tell a three-year-old, fuck off. I get the maraschino. I can't be that guy. That's why you ask him for a cup of cherries. Be like, I can I have a couple of cherries with that too, please? They're for me. I learned that lesson the hard way this time. <laughs> They're a great. One, one of my favorite, I had two favorite go-tos at Holston's. One was licorice pipes. Oh yeah, always good. They got those. Yeah, I used to love walking around with like a red licorice Sherlock Holmes pipe as like a five, six year old child. But they also make really great like root beer float, Coke float, um, all that stuff, which I feel like is way more legit there. I guess because they have like an actual soda fountain. Um, which I think makes it just taste so much better. Carbonics working for you. I've been to both these places in recent memory. We've now been talking about it for about 33 minutes. So we got another, let's say, 10 to 20 minutes tops to suss out. Let's put it this way. This is not a battle. It's subjective. 
Um, it's tail end of summer. So we're not going to sit here and say, is Holston's better than DeCosmos or is DeCosmos better than Holston's? We're lucky to have both, no matter what. And Nick, even if, you, even if you're not blown away by it. I still like it. We're lucky to have the place. You're just tired of all the buzz. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's say this. By the end of this episode, we're going to commit to saying it's the end of the summer. If you only have time to take one trip, we're going to give an official endorsement to one over the other. We got about 10 to 20 minutes to figure out what that endorsement's going to be, gentlemen. Mine's to Cosmos, and I haven't been there, but I want. And then I was across the street with Mike D from the one in wherever we were. What is that, Metuchen? Yeah, Metuchen. And, uh, and I didn't go to that one. I didn't realize until after I walked away from it. I was like, son of a bitch, why have we go? Now, Mike, you've been, I know you haven't been to the Elizabeth one, but do you feel like from what I've described in my experience, my guess is that when we talk, because I believe we're going to talk to the proprietor, the proprietor of the Matusha store. My guess is that even she's going to say, we'll never totally capture the magic of that shack in Elizabeth. You, you can't. But product wise, do you feel like what they're serving uh, echoes what I've described? It's as good of Italian ice as I've ever had. And like I said, the bar to me was, you know, 30 years of regularly going to Jackie Lemon Ice, which I love. And I think what they make is as good as Jackie Lemon Ice. And so for me, obviously the litmus test for Italian ice is always how good is your lemon? Mm. Lemon is the classic flavor. It's got to have the little actual bits of lemon rind in it. And the thing about it is because of that texture, the other test is, I would say within five minutes of getting it, you should have like a pool of cold sugary water at the bottom of the lemon ice cup, which you will then gleefully drink after you scoop the lemon ice out. And they pass that test. They also have this other incredible flavor, which I saw and I was really skeptical. It's lime mint. And I love lime as well. And I was like, I don't know about this. It sounds kind of awful. I got it. And the lime mint was one of the greatest oh, things that I've ever had. Actual pieces of like, you know, mint leaf in there chopped up. And you'd think those two flavors wouldn't work together, but they work together perfectly. So, I mean, I think it's five stars. Like I, it, if, if other people have places to try where they still make real lemon ice, tell me yeah, I will please. go there immediately. But to me right now, if you want to get real lemon ice, that's the only spot left that I can think of. There was one place in Brooklyn when I lived there, but since this is a podcast about New Jersey, I'll rule that out. That also has fantastic lemon ice. Um, then of course, you know, you got the Corona lemon ice King out in Queens where I lived and yes. they did a very good job. But to Cosmos, I tell you, I loved lemon ice King and Corona. That place is like truly romantic. Yeah. But that was to Cosmos. I mean, much love. I, I, I loved, I loved the food in Queens when I lived there and much love to them. To Cosmos was was a notch above because of the experience I had. So in a way, Mighty, though, that's almost a striking answer because in a sense, the Metuchen product does mean that to like we don't get to just say like, hey, the Cosmos goes away, Holston's is staying, so go to there because you can still get the product in Metuchen. You can still get something really great from the same family. But I would say, right, so... I, I'm too, a little bit too young for this, but when you talk to like my mom's generation, my uncles, they all grew up going to a place in Newark called Louis Tingling. And it was called Tingling because he first started with a car and he would ride around and ring the bell and it would go Tingling. And then he eventually got like a, a you know, like an Italian ice stand. 
And before Jackie, Louis Tingling was the gold standard. And so people would always be like, oh, I would go to Louis Tingling. So I think if I had to start like forming my vote, I would say go visit the Elizabeth de Cosmos because it's probably not going to be there much longer. And even though you can get the Italian ice somewhere else, it's probably not going to be, you're going to kind of want the cool experience of rolling up to like the shack in Elizabeth. Right. Whereas I think Holston's is going to be there yeah. when, you know, for grand, our grandkids. I mean, I hope it is. And I also feel too, if I'm just getting totally macabre about it, right? <laughs> well, if the Cosmos burned down. Dark turn of Italian ice. <laughs> I don't know any place else. Like you could still get it in Metuchen, but I'm sure that store's not checked. I don't know any place else that is a shack on a random corner in the heart of Elizabeth. If Holston's burns down, there are some places out there trying to, you know, there's, there's a, what is it? Gabriel, Gabriel's fountain in uh, Millington. I think it is going for that vibe. Cliff's dairy is like a roadside place. It's not a sit down place, but it still has that retro fifties vibe. There's still some Magnifico. Oh yeah. It's another one that has that like fifties drive in ice cream place vibe. That's in like, I forget if it's like East Brunswick, North Brunswick on Route 18. There's a couple places out there that are still trying to capture that sort of like 50s sock hop, however you want to phrase it, that association with ice cream being this social experience. To Cosmo, there's nothing like it. And the other thing I'll say too, if we're going to just get totally honest, I pass through Bloomfield sometimes, right? People visit Montclair. People maybe, you know, maybe there's traffic and you're cutting from Clifton and you're trying to get on 46 and you might dip through Bloomfield and get down to the parkway, drive through Bloomfield. There's not many reasons a lot of us are just cutting through the heart of Elizabeth, right? You're not doing it as often. You're not doing it as often. And if we're going to be totally honest, Elizabeth is a tough town. I went to this park to kill time with Cal. There were people in the park just sitting around drinking at like 11.30 a.m. on a weekday. And I could see that they were looking at me, not mean, not not trying to chase me out, definitely wondering what the fuck I was actually doing there, actually playing with the kid. Because it seemed more like a spot where people were hanging out, drinking, probably smoking some weed. And I'm not mad about that. But it's a tough town. And this playground was clearly more like guys in their 30s drinking 40s versus an actual three-year-old. Like it was an anomaly for a three-year-old to show up at this playground during that day. And I could see some people just looking cockeyed. Pouring a little little Bacardi limon in their lemon ice. A little bit, a little bit. Good old Google Maps coming through. Um, point being, <laughs> it's almost more seeing that bocce place. Like I read up, I was like, what is Peterstown with this bocce club in the Cosmos? I'm reading, this was also like where the, uh, the De Cavalcante crime family was based out of was this exact neighborhood. Not that I want to romanticize the mafia more than anybody has to. It's, it's overdone in New Jersey, but there's something to be said for De Cosmos is not just the lemon ice stand. De Cosmos is also one of the last shreds. Like you walk down, you walk down city blocks in New Jersey and you can kind of feel the ghosts of the past. And DeCosmos is not a ghost yet, you know? No, but it made me think that it would be a really cool idea that we go 
and stage a play in that abandoned bocce club where we get people to all play the ghosts of former bocce players who have passed away and tell their stories in monologue format. You're saying we do some- That would be awesome. Sleep no more shit. Some immersive- (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Some bocce no more. I'm looking up the Peterstown Bocce Ball Club right now to see if I can find any info on it. Membership is cheap. I do love a good good game of bocce, man. I always got my bocce set. You know what that building's really used for? What? (laughs) Burying and dismembering bodies. Yes. They're just like, yeah, ever since the club closed down, never been the same. <laughs> why is the bocce court so uneven? That's, that's why we don't play bocce there anymore. I mean, it looks like there's something called the Valatis Club that just celebrated in, in 2016. They celebrated their 100 year anniversary. And that's, oh, in 1907, immigrants from Vitala, Vallada, Italy, living in the Peterstown section of Elizabeth, formed an organization. So there's an old Italian group. Awesome. They're still active? It looks like it, man. Looks like it. So what I'm even more curious about, since we all love Italian ice so much, why was it that Italians became associated with making Italian ice? Did it go back to like when you were shaving off of an iron, like an ice block? Like you can still see that in parts of Newark where you can get, or Jersey City where they'll shaving ice off of an ice block, or is it just this entire other process that like Italian-Americans somehow got interested in and making Italian ice. I don't know. I'm intrigued by that That's, part of it. Well, now you got me out here Googling history of Italian ice. <clears throat> That's a good question. Well, I'm wondering, I mean, you're talking about, they take it out in a keg, right? So there's some sort of like mechanized process for it, probably spinning in a cold cylinder of something to like get that consistency after it's whipped or whatever, however it's, However, it's processed and kept, you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that you can take those kegs and then like possibly transport them under a certain temperature, will they still remain soft? Like From what I'm reading- In the other stores, they make them on spot. They make them on location and serve immediately. I'm reading that it's not Italian. It's an American invention invented in, uh, in New Jersey about 100 years ago. So literally, DeCosmos has been doing it from the start of Italian ice. I'm the most proud right now that I've ever been of being from New Jersey that we invented Italian ice. Straight up. Like, I'm the most <laughs> proud. And you're Italian. Double whammy. Based on something called granita, which is a semi-frozen dessert, dessert from Sicily made from sugar, water, and various flavorings. The story goes that a Sicilian woman living in New Jersey longed for her childhood treat, granita, so she created something similar which took on the name Italian ice. Generally, American Italian ice is smoother and has a thicker consistency than granita, so it gets more comparisons to ice cream and sorbet. Interesting. And if somebody invented it in New Jersey 100 years ago, and the Cosmos has been doing it for 107 years... Yeah, granita is like... Kind of nuts. Like a... Kind of nuts. It's almost like a chunkier, fruitier Italian ice. Um... You know, I, I actually I've only ever had it once before. I can't even think of a place in the U.S. that sells it. You've had it over in Europe, though. Yeah, I've had it in Italy before. Figure if you're making something like that a hundred years ago, also you had to have access to ice because you didn't have freezers. So that's probably a whole other process involved. You know what I mean? They were probably going to like the Patterson Falls in the middle of winter, chipping off the frozen waterfall, carting it back with hay to Elizabeth and like storing it in a cave until... Putting the old ice (laughs) houses, yeah. So it seems like it's across the board. We're saying if we only had to give... If we had a, hey, it's the end of summer, we know you don't have all the time in the world. If you're making one trip, sounds like we're endorsing the Cosmos. But I don't think anybody's sneezing at Holston's except maybe Nick. 
So Nick, if you want to say other places you'd put on the list above Halston's, I'm all ears as well. But that was a very special experience in its own. Just to infuriate you, I'm going to say Applegate. You're going to put Applegate Farms above Halston's? No, it's a different experience altogether. But their ice cream is pretty good, and I usually always used to hate going there anyway. Applegate Farms is great, but it's flavor by flavor. I, I've the Grand yeah, Central no, Station is incredible. It's incredible. Um, and I've talked to friends of mine who live in Montclair about this, who say like some flavors blow your mind and other flavors disappoint at Applegate. That's the problem there. Yeah. And I, I have to say in my experience, that's true. Although I do, uh, I do love Applegate farms. And I, back in my single days, I was known to take many a date to Applegate farms, hmm. drive out from the city and say, you got to see this place. And it was, uh, always blew people's minds. You see the falls. You got to see this ice cream stand. I used to think when we would go to Applegate as a kid, and this more like speaks to my like myopic, city growing up worldview. Like I really thought we were going to the woods <laughs> and now, I mean, I've been there recently and now I'm like, Oh wait, this is it's, it's like, like a hundred yards. off. There's just, there's just trees here. hundred yards off Bloomfield Avenue. Yeah. It's like right off of route three. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we're just lucky that we live in Jersey and we have like a lot of different options for ice cream, custard, you know, Especially, it seems like down south when I'm driving through um, the southern half of the state, there's a lot more cool, like, um, I can't remember if it's on, I have to go past uh, Red Lion there, go th- past 206. There's another, dare, like, um, a food burger slash ice cream place, and that place is, like, very retro, 60s-ish drive through kind of place. And there's spots like that all over Jersey still, so, which makes it just great. And it's cool that we can lay claim to the invention of both Italian ice and yum yum in the same state. And now you've, I, I, Nick, I don't know if you've had it. I've never had yum yum. Mike, I know you. I haven't had it, no. You have, Nick? No, I haven't had it. But when we go there, we're going to spend a thousand dollars and eat out of the jawbone <laughs> bowl of our friend. <laughs> Mike T, I know you randomly came across Leo's yum yum. You were like on a, you were traveling through South Jersey for totally unrelated reasons and stumbled across yum yum and did try it. What would you say is the difference between Italian ice and yum yum? To me, the difference is it's slightly denser, but it also has kind of like a creaminess to it. It's, it, it literally feels as if you took Italian ice and add it like milk to it and whipped it up. Just like a cream. Is there dairy in it though? Is it like, do you, do you, is there any, do you know if there actually is dairy in it or not? Or I don't know. There is dairy in it. Yeah. Okay. So there is. Yep. Okay. That's the big difference. Look at the end of the day, I think you're right. We're, we're lucky. I mean, we've got yum yum in this state. We've got Italian ice. We've got ice cream as good as Holston's. We're debating Holston's versus Applegate Farms. We're spoiled here. We've got Boost Slushies, which none of us North Jersey people even knew about until we started selling them at our Asbury Park shows. The northernmost place you could get a Boost Slushie was at a New Jersey's The World Live show. I think at the end of the day, what this episode's really about is not a head-to-head battle. It's the summer is ending and summer in New Jersey is a really special thing. And not just for the Jersey Shore. We've looked at the culinary side of it too. There's a lot to be proud of here. And I didn't know when we set out on this head-to-head battle that that's what we were going to be uh, realizing along the way. But at the end of the day, that is what this episode ultimately is. is Summer's wrapping up, everybody. Grab your yum-yum while you can. If you can make it to Metuchen, you get good ice there. If you can make it to Elizabeth, even better. If you're up in the Essex County area, I don't know if you want to drive past Applegate Farms on your way to Holston's. Maybe you want to stop and try both back-to-back, but... 
Summer's coming to a close. That's what it's about. Cliff's Dairy, too. No joke. You guys been to that one mm. up on the Ledgewood Circle, right? That place is... I've never been to that one. Oh, that's oh, awesome. We have to go there. So good. We'll have to do a dairy blowout tour. Grab the lactate, everybody. You grab Get the lactate. lactate on. I've never been to Nasto's in Newark, too. I've heard that place is amazing. Nasto's. That place has been there forever, yeah. too. Nasto's is old school. That that has been there forever as well. Maybe that's the next place I'll bring Cal to. I'll drag him down to... We go to Elizabeth. We go to Newark. Get them down there, man. Hit up all the great cities of the state. And I have to just bring this one up, even though it, I don't know that it squarely falls in this category, but there are several places in New Jersey where you could still buy an Orange Julius. Where? Which I think, after Italian Ice, is second oh, in I my need. pantheon of very limited sweet things that I absolutely love. Fill me in. I mean, who doesn't love an Orange Julius? With a hot dog. It's absolutely great. My mom used to make my mom used to make me bootleg homemade orange Julius's when I was sick as a kid, and it's perhaps one of my fondest memories of childhood. Mm. Was it as good as the real thing, or better? No, not even close. But it felt, you know, the extra ingredient there was that my mom was demonstrating love to me. That mixture of crushed <laughs> ice, orange juice, honey, and also my mother's love—it went a long way. Went a long way. Good old Sally Gethard. Holston's reminds me of. This came up once on a very early, early episode when my brother and I used to go to a place that we called the pub that was basically like a bar for children where you sat at a bar, drank root beer, and, and ate honey sticks. And Holston's kind of reminds me of that. It's almost like a bar for children. You know what's directly across the street from Holston's right now, too? Arita's water ice. Rita's Italian ice. Yeah, it's terrible. Mike D, I feel like you would... Uh... If Rita's start getting bombed in like Unabomber style mail bombings, I feel like every face you make when the word Rita's is said during this makes me feel like you should be prime suspect number one. Get out of town. Signed, the tingling bandit. They do that everywhere though. That's the worst thing about them. What, Rita's? They set up near the popular places to try to get it when the line is too long? Yeah. Oh yeah, they set up or, or we'll buy the old Italian ice place and like ruin it. Their whole like business model. They when they they knocked down Jackie's and built a Rita's water ice there. I I'm sorry, Rita's water ice is just garbage. <laughs> like it doesn't taste good. It, I'm sorry that it, like what is first of all? It was really cheap to franchise for a while. That's really what it was. What is water ice? Like no thanks. I like Italian water ice. ice. Now Andrea's going to be mad at us. Or or a minimum lemon ice. He's talk shit about the phrase water ice, and now Andrea is going to be mad. Water. Water and ice are the same thing. Doesn't even make logical sense. I've never thought about that until this moment. Come on. All like, ice is water ice. What yes, the fuck, That's man? what's always bothered me. Now we're getting into physics. I've never realized that. I'm getting so mad right now as I realize that all ice is water ice. It's literally the definition of ice yeah. is frozen water. It's frozen okay, water. I'll keep my mouth shut. Listen, I'm going to bring some like real South Jersey people on this show, and I think it's going to blow everybody's minds. That's what we need. South Jersey people to talk about water ice. Like real, yeah. We're going to... We're going to examine all their nomenclature for all their odd things they eat. The gauntlet has been thrown. The point being, get yourself to these places. Most of all, all, all pretenses of a battle aside, support these places, support the places like them, these local places that are holding on to the old traditions, these places that are putting, uh, doing it the right way and doing it the traditional way ahead of the profit. You got to support them. And uh, I've been blown away by two of them this week alone. And uh, I hope that... I can get a few more under my belt before the summer's totally over. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. Italian ice forever. Water ice never. <laughs> Probably gonna get like 500 like suggestions out. It's gonna be great. 
Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the world.